I V M. News Kids on the Block. We bring to you stories that top the nation's papers, fresh from the IVM and a Senate National School Desk. Hi, I'm Kavya. And I'm Anya. And welcome back to this episode of News Kids on the Block. I will take us into the first story today, which is, um, it's got to do with COVID, but it's not really a COVID update. It's more of a vaccine update. So two months ago, the third dose of COVID vaccines uh, became eligible to healthcare workers, frontline workers, and those above the age of 60. And now the center announced on Wednesday that the booster dose, the third dose of the COVID vaccine will now be available to those above the age of 18 years for free for a period of 75 days starting July 15th. And this is to mark the country's 75th year of independence. At present, like I said, there are only certain groups that are eligible for the vaccine. But the Union Health Ministry reduced the duration between the second and third vaccine. So it's now six months as opposed to nine months. Therefore, the eligibility pool has also increased and more people are eligible for the vaccine. And I think this is a really nice way to uh, boost a sense of patriotism and for the country, but also promote COVID vaccines and getting over this pandemic as quickly as possible. So I think it's a great initiative. If you are eligible, I encourage you to go take the vaccine because it's free and it's good to for your health and for the country so go ahead and do that and Anya I'll hand it over to you thanks so much Kavya yeah I think the vaccines are truly the next step to for us to like fully rid ourselves of this pandemic our next story for you today well it's kind of crazy okay recently the currency euro has fallen to the parity reached the equal amount as the US dollar for the first time since 2002 so basically that means that one euro and one dollar is the same. A few, um, about a month ago, we didn't cover it, but you might have read about how uh, the Indian rupee reached like a record high to match the dollar. It was almost close to 80 rupees. And now it just shows us that the dollar is just becoming more at getting a higher and higher rate as it's equaled the euro. The euro has been, is used by 19 different countries in Europe. And it has slumped more than 11% this year as the dollar strength has been almost unmatched, according to New York Times. So yeah, this was a really interesting story. And there's a New York Times article that talks about the history of the euro and how it was introduced in 1999 in order to bring, and I'm quoting here, unity, prosperity and stability to the continent after wars that plagued, you know, the first, the, the 20th century, the, both the world wars, etc. Their goal was to essentially have this common institution that would allow people to work together and work collectively and provide diplomatic help with each other and sharing a currency as they do would be an integral part of that. But uh, that being said, uh, as Ibrahim Rabadi, the global head of foreign exchange analysis at Citibank said that this outlook remains very positive for the dollar. And it just shows us that the US and the dollar is just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And I think it's just really interesting as like a concept, because if you've ever traveled to a foreign country, you'll always try and calculate backwards. Like, okay, I'm spending $2 here. That's 75 plus 75 rupees. And we've always kept, and I think for like 20 years, that's longer than we've been alive, Kavya. This rate has been the same. So I think it's like psychologically kind of confusing to think about. And the most interesting part about the story to me was that the, the euro fell, the dollar didn't rise, um, which means that basically Europe became less expensive rather than America just constantly growing, um, which it is regardless. So I thought this was a really cool story because the euro and the dollar are the same. Like that's the entire thing. That's yeah, Anna, it's actually pretty cool. And yeah, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back on New Skids on the Blog.
Welcome back. You're listening to News Kids on the Block. I'm your co-host for today, Kavya, and I'm going to take us into the next story, which is about the current ongoing economic crisis in Sri Lanka. So we've run a couple of stories about it in the past on this podcast, and obviously it is a developing story. So there are new updates constantly, and this is the latest one. So on the first of April, Sri Lanka had declared a temporary state of emergency, but recently it has declared an like a proper state of emergency. This comes after the president of Sri Lanka, Gotabaya Rajapaksa, fled the country with his wife and two bodyguards, and he is now in the Maldives. This came after weeks and months of protests from the citizens of Sri Lanka. because a lot of people blame the president for the economic crisis and held a lot of responsibility with him for what is currently happening in the country obviously it's a very populated country 22 million people and they have suffered months of blackouts food shortages fuel shortages and now a very very high inflation rate and many of these problems are being associated with a lack of leadership so after weeks and months of protests finally the president has fled and the country is now in a state of emergency Thank you so much for that Kavya. I'll take us into the next story which happened this World Population Day which was about 2 days ago as of Thursday the 14th of July. So the UN released a report and one of the key takeaways from the report was that India has been projected to surpass China as the world's most popular country during 2023. and i think that that's pretty crazy to think about it because we've talked about population as a problem before we've talked about how population rates affect you know everything from like the social aspects the political aspects the economic aspects of a country and especially a country as diverse and vast as india and such a populated country having the largest population in the world is not going to be an easy task for anybody So this report stated that by this November that means November 2022 which is less than what like 4 months maybe the planet will house 8 billion people and it said that more than half the growth that occur in the next 30 years will happen in in just 8 countries being uh, the Philippines Tanzania the Democratic Republic of Congo Ethiopia Egypt Nigeria Pakistan and India there have been projections that as india's population will grow there will be at some point an overtake with china but regardless of that 2023 is quite soon don't you think China as the most populous country they've also implemented so many policies in the past like the one child policy just to name like the most iconic one i guess have attempted to stem the population and it hasn't been very successful because right now china has one of the lowest fertility rate in the world putting it at about 5 children per women and they've also announced that their population is going to be declining in the next years much faster and earlier than they had um, previously thought according to the bbc So I think that this was just a really interesting story because as India is going to overtake China that means a lot of problems that India has already struggled with when it comes to population need to be grasped quickly and get all these problems under control a little bit faster so that we're not struggling with having a very very you know this like large population that's barely surviving because I think that would be worse in some way. Uh the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres um said that this is a in a statement that this is a shared responsibility to care for our planet. Um Kavya do you want to add anything? No I completely agree with you Anya. I think on one hand it's crazy because when I thought of the most populated countries always just been China so the fact that India is going to come in to this now is it's pretty crazy to think about and obviously it does pose its share of problems because India is already a very very um densely populated country and resources obviously aren't going to last us forever so with a growing population and decreasing resources it's obviously going to um become a huge problem in the future so i think something has to be done to control population and to um yeah to manage this is going to become a big problem eventually so yeah i agree with what you said with that we'll go into a short break and we'll be right back
Welcome back to News Kids on the Block, where we bring to you all the top news updates of the week. The next story that I'm about to go into is perhaps one of the craziest stories I have ever heard, like ever. So essentially, a village in Gujarat set up a fake IPL on the Indian Premier League to dupe Russian punters and gamblers and betters into like betting over this league. And like they set it up to perfection to the point where they had like farm laborers dress up as players and play. Um, and they even had like a Harsha Bhogle mimic who was like commentating the entire time. And they almost, almost, almost got away um with it. So basically, after the IPL ended in May, this fake tournament started, according to police reports. And this happened, they leased like a small farm in Gujarat. They put up a cricket pitch with like halogen lights and, um, you know, the big stadium halogen lights and boundary lines, according to the inspector Bhavesh Rathod. And they even had like high resolution cameras and like these very, very fancy like graphics and everything. And like there are actually photos um, that like I think NDTV released a few and okay, they're all over the place if you look them up. And, and like it's very legit, like they've used some very, very fancy, fancy, fancy things. They paid everybody about 400 rupees per game. Um, and they had a YouTube channel called IPL on which it was all broadcasted. Um, they used, I think this was all like because of COVID, but they used like these sound effects for like clapping and cheering and booing and all of this stuff. And um, yeah, players even like, it was players took like, players wore like Mumbai Indians and Gujarat and CSK jerseys according to the police acting as the guardian rights acting on the instructions of the Russia-based mastermind and basically this went on for like a really long time and then as they were playing their quarterfinals or their alleged quarterfinals there was a tip-off and then they basically the police went in and stopped everything and the people who are involved in it had received a final installment of more than 300,000 rupees from the Russians. Yeah, that's literally the entire scam. And I cannot believe that something like this happened. Something like this has gone on this long, like three weeks after. Kavya, the IPL ended like a while ago, okay? And like there were 21 people who were involved in this. Like the 21 people masqueraded as like some, all as like a bunch of the IPL teams doing it. Like, and you can see photos of like, um, you know, the graphics of it and the graphics look like the IPL graphics were in like 2013. So they're like still like a pretty fancy graphic. The Quint reported that the scam was organized by Shoaib Davda, who worked in a Russian pub for eight months before returning to Molipur. He there met Asif Mohammed, who planned the entire con or the entire scam. They set up like a telegram channel to receive bets and the cops have, as of 12th July 2022, the cops have arrested four people involved and three lakhs were already paid to them but still it, they still are trying to like get it done i don't know this whole story is just like so absurd to me yeah like, it's bizarre I'm, reading it, I'm feeling like i'm yeah. making it up <laughs> so like i'm like fact checking everything as i'm like explaining this story. no i mean like i understand that it's really wrong and they're like in jail and all that but the fact that they pull that off like kudos to them dude that's pretty cool not even gonna lie yeah it so, really really is um yeah yeah, but I think, Kave, you have an equally cool, more realistic yeah, and in a, in a better way sports story. <laughs> a more inspiring sports story for sure. Yes, definitely. Okay, so this is actually a very, it's a good story to end the episode on. It's a great note. So it's about a 94-year-old woman uh, named Bhagwani Devi who created history by winning a gold medal for India in the 100-meter sprint at the World Masters Athletics Championship 2022 in Finland. Um, She is from Haryana and she ran 100 meters in 24.7 seconds and clinched the gold. 
I think, I mean, she's 94 years old. Just think about how insane that is. And the fact that she was able to win a gold medal at an age where most people are bedridden and like not even alive, let's be honest, is really, really an inspiring story. And um, she, at 94 years old, is inspiring so many young athletes and old athletes as well across the country and around the world. And I mean, yeah, I think it's a really heartwarming story. It's a really inspiring story and something that we should all think about mm-hmm. when it comes to achieving our own goals and our dreams and thinking about the fact that age doesn't really have a limit as long as you work hard and you have your mindset on what you want to do. I think when I was reading the story, I also read like she she ran it in like about uh, 24 seconds and a bit more maybe, which is like pretty fast, honestly. Like, I mean, who are we to say? It's not like we can run. Um, but yeah, that, that story was like so cool. Like I was so taken aback. She also participated in a few other um, tournaments and she won, I think even a bronze medal. And there were photos of her like at um, the airport, like posing with fans with like two peace signs up. And it was just so like touching to see. Um, and I think she's definitely such an inspiration for like the fact that like it really doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what your history is. Like if in that moment you want to do something, you absolutely, absolutely can. Um and I think with that, we wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for listening to New Skids on the Block. If you like this episode, don't forget to check out other episodes on the IVM network. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook on the handle Athlete IVM Podcasts. And we will see you guys next week. Make sure to share this episode with your family and your friends. And if you are in school, please do your homework. And we'll see you next week. Bye.